Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you are trying to evaluate whether real estate is the right career for you, wondering whether you're doing the right things to launch into quick success, or looking for tips and tools you can use today to become a more productive agent, this is your podcast. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. This is episode eight, and today we are going to be talking all about time blocking. It's more fun than it sounds, I promise you. You know what I think is funny? Do you think people have made it to episode eight? Like they're like, oh my god, I cannot be a real estate agent. Okay, so this so is they made it to eight. That's pretty promising. So actually. okay, so yesterday uh-huh. I had an agent who I think you know who um, well he's not an agent yet. He's training to be an agent, and right. he wants to train to be on the team. So he came in, and I said we were talking about we did you know the very first module that we do in Career Kickstart, which is goal setting and what motivates you. And he said, well, let me just tell you this. I've listened to all your podcasts. Are you serious? Yep. And he goes, and I got to episode seven, and you did not talk me out of wanting to be a real estate oh, agent. And I was like, okay, good. So props to him for listening. That's funny, because 10 years ago, I did it with a book. Like, now oh, everybody does a podcast, Yeah, yeah I got yeah. a book, and it had all these stories about yeah. the reality. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I can do it. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah so it's good. funny. So, yeah. yeah. So congrats on episode eight. I mean, I guess to people, they've made it to yes, episode and eight. and thank you for listening. Our, right. We look at our stats a lot. We're kind of like a little bit of nerds for looking at our stats, and it's fun, because we you know we've just our audience has grown so much so thank you so much for listening we're really um gratified that you know you guys have been listening and giving us good feedback and i also want to say a belated happy birthday to valerie Harnois, my co-host so her, her birthday was yesterday and for her birthday on her behalf i would like to ask for all of you who are listening to please go to apple podcasts and leave us a review or just push that five stars for a rating we would be so grateful. And Valerie, isn't that like the thing you want most for your birthday? Yes. Review and birthday wishes. Yes. <laughs> can put it in both yeah. the same. That would work. That's yes. true. That's true. Okay. So back to business. So first of all, we're going to start with a review of episode seven. If you haven't listened to it, that episode was all about building your brand. We talked about everything that goes into constituting your brand, creating a logo, the psychology of color, which is kind of interesting, creating a slogan, and then how to communicate and market your brand. So listen to that episode if you haven't. We got a lot of good feedback on that. But today, as we said at the top of the show, we are going to be talking about time blocking. And if you sign up for mentoring or coaching with us, you're going to hear us talk a lot about using organizational tools. And time blocking is one of those organizational tools that is incredibly useful and so Valerie, when we um, did our last goal setting as a team, time blocking was part of what we did. Right. And when I said we were going to be to, doing time blocking as a podcast, you were like, well, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. But, <laughs> but you know, time is the only, the only thing that we cannot create more of, right? So we right. have to learn to use it effectively. And agents that use time blocking well learn to run an effective, efficient, and productive business. So I want to start, I've been starting the last few podcasts with an inspirational quote, and this one is by Henry David Thoreau. And it says, I know of no more encouraging fact than the unquestionable ability of man to elevate his life by conscious endeavor. I love that quote, and it's so true. And what that speaks to in one sense is the harder you work, and I always say the more you put into real estate, the more you're going to get out of it. But part of that conscious endeavor is the word conscious, right? And conscious is paying attention to how you're working, how you're being productive, 
And that feeds into what we're talking about today, which is how you're using your time. You know, I think that's funny. I think that quote is almost like, you know, it's funny that this is your quote because it's more wordy and more artistic. For me, it's like work harder, not smarter, not harder. Oh, I like that too. So just like very, again, that goes with the whole time blocking and everything else. And other thing I like about time blocking is it doesn't cost anything. That's so true. So basically, yeah. So, but it makes me laugh that you have the beautiful the whole long wrote work harder, (laughs) work smarter, not harder. That works too, and you're absolutely right. And that is what time blocking helps you do. And if you are a new agent, you're going to see that time blocking is essential. And the quicker you adapt time blocking and make that part of your business, the more productive you're going to be short term. And if you are an experienced agent and you haven't yet started the time block. When I've done coaching with agents who can't quite figure out why they have these kind of ebbs and flows in their business, and we examine their time usage, it is like, you know, incredibly eye-opening to them to see how they're using, utilizing, and sometimes misusing their time. And when they start to get a sense of how they can better use their time, not only are they more productive, but they create a much better live-work balance for themselves, which is what we're going to be talking about as well. So let's go ahead and dive in. So the best way to make sure that you are allocating your time properly and to avoid those vacillations I just referenced in your business that most agents do experience is to be sure that you're continuing to lead generate and at the same time that you are maintaining that healthy live-work balance because let's face it, the more efficiently you use your time and the more you concentrate on lead generation, the more business you have. And the more business you have, the more you're going to be working in your business. And that's the reward, right, of this business is converting those leads into transactions. And that's when it gets exciting when when you try to, when you tend to spend more and more time working, working, working. And that can kind of sap that balance out of your your life. So you've got to make sure you're focusing on that. And time blocking is a great way to do that. So successful agents time block religiously and create a work schedule for themselves that ensures that consistent flow of business. So let's talk about how you start. And we're going to really walk you through this step by step. For people who've never done this before, it might sound a little bit like trying to learn a new language, but trust us, it is easy and it's actually fun. And like I said, we're going to have, we've got a really step-by-step process for you to follow here. And all of this will be in the show notes. So you've got it, including the uh, resources that we're going to reference during the show today. So step one What we want you to do is to examine your current time usage. So you can use a calendar if you want to. And I always say the best technology is the technology you will use. So I am very old school. People laugh at me. um, because you have your little book and your pencil. I have my my planner. I have like this very cool leather planner monogrammed with my name, but it's old school. And I literally write, it's got an hour by hour schedule on it for each day. And I write all of the things that I'm going to do. And then I get enormous satisfaction from crossing things right. off, which is one reason I do it. You should put a picture of your planner. Like, oh, like maybe I will do that. Planner. Yeah, it's actually really cute. Because it's true. I always see when we're planning something, all your little lines. Yeah. Well, and then sometimes I go back and I look at like that, again, like when I'm the busiest, when I'm trying to schedule a vacation, like for the next year and I'll go, oh, I can't do right. it. Right. Exactly. It was completely full. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can use a spreadsheet, you can use your smartphone, whatever works for you. Valerie, what do you use? 
Well, I actually like, again, I'm pen and paper like you. I use my phone to set up all the business appointments because I need, when if I run into someone and they want to set up an appointment, I want to have it done. Mm. But for at home, I have, I do find satisfaction out of crossing off things. Mm -hmm. So I do my pad and then at the end of the day, I cross everything, whatever didn't get done that I can move over, then it goes into my new list. So literally I go by those pads all the time. I grab them from home goods all the time. Of course, mine are all like flowers and colors and all these to-dos and jokes and things, but that's how. Okay. And it's very satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can actually also go on Canva, which we've mentioned in previous shows, and you can find in our show resources on our website. Um, they have, they, you can create your own planner on Canva and you can make, put your own graphics and your own color. So it's kind of fun if you're Sometimes a creator. Sometimes I think don't get so caught up in the planner True. that's a wasted, that a waste of a time, point. basically. That's a good Which point. Which I think a lot of the new agents are like, I spent a week doing my planner. I'm like, oh my God, like, are you going to make any money out of that planner? Yeah. No. So it's kind of like, and I was guilty of it, like making it cute, having the right marker, all that stuff. <laughs> Did I make any money? Did I sell any houses? No. <laughs> So it's kind of weird, you know, it's a fine yeah, It is. I think if it's if it's something that will make you happy when you're actually using the planner, right. maybe it's worth it spending an hour on that, but right, you don't want to get too, go down that rabbit Correct. hole too far. Yeah. Uh, but if you want something more straightforward, there is also a website called calendarlabs.com, and that's one where you can just pick a template and print it out and start using it today if you want to, and it has everything from hour by hour to things that are fancy and colorful if you want that. Um, so... Now, once you've got your planner and figured out what you're going to use, this is the most important part of the beginning of this process. You are going to record every activity you complete during each hour of every day. And I'm talking every activity. Sleeping, eating, showering, gym time, social time. No one else is going to see this, so you can be No one else will see it unless you have a mentor or an accountability partner that you want to see it. Um, And also, of course, your work-related activities go in there, too. So you're going to spend a week recording every single thing you do. And do this at a time that you're like moderately kind of normally busy. You don't want to do it during, you know, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, and you probably don't want to do it the first week of, you know, March when the real estate market catches fire and you can't even think. So do it at like a normal time. So back to color. You talked about using color. Um, the next piece is to color code each activity line by line. You can choose any assortment of colors you like, but for the purposes of this exercise, here's how we're going to color code. We're going to do green for revenue-producing activities. And some people, what they do is they grab highlighters. And so you've got either, you know, pencil written in or pen written in line by line, or if you're on your phone, you're, you've got it just, you know, typed in and you're highlighting the text with these colors. So green is revenue producing activities. So as a reminder, revenue producing activities, or those are your active lead generation or business activities. Those include listing appointments, buyer or showing appointments, writing contracts, presenting offers, going to seminars or educational events, holding open houses, networking, and any other face-to-face meetings or networking or social activities that lead that put you in the position of opportunity to lead generate with clients or prospects. So that's your green. Now, blue is for non-revenue producing business activities. So note I said business activities. So those include Working on marketing pieces, preparing presentations, like Valerie said, finding your planner. That's one of them, designing your planner. 
completing CMAs, working on online initiatives or social media, um, any other kind of education or research that you're doing, coaching, going to office meetings, those sorts of things. Those are your non-revenue producing business activities. So they're going to be things that will lead you to revenue producing, but they're not actually going to make you money in the moment. Now, yellow. Yellow is for family or social time. And that can include volunteering with your favorite organization, helping your kids with homework, attending kids' sporting events, chatting with your siblings or parents or friends, date night with your spouse, whatever it is you do that is family or social time. Now, note that there's a little crossover here because I consider time that I go to like a party, for example, that's networking time for me. So that I I kind of cross over there. So that might be more in the blue. But if it's purely a social activity, like you've got a, a family party you're going to or something like that, I'd put that in the yellow. And then purple is for miscellaneous activities. So I use this color for, you know, vacation time, gym time, if I'm going to the salon, my morning shower and routine, working on a hobby, um, anything that's a relatively solitary activity. So even things like editing my video content, editing my, my podcast, um, even though that's, that's kind of blue, I actually put that in purple because that's time that, you know, I, it's, it's like a fun thing for me. It's a creative outlet for me. I'm also learning to play the piano, so that goes into the, the purple what? time. It's through this app called... Is this recent? Um, since the whole pandemic started, this was oh my, my... I started to... In your spare time. In my spare time. She writes books, she acts, she sells houses, <laughs> now she will play the piano. Unbelievable. <laughs> I just, I can't say I mastered for release, but I learned for release, and when it was finished, I felt so happy oh and relieved. I do not play well, but it's like a, just a kind of a mental break for me to play. There's um, there's an app on the phone that's teaching me to play piano. It's not, com- not coming to mind right now. Or I tell you what it was, right? But it's super easy and takes you step by step. It's really fun. And my poor piano was sitting there. It's terribly out that of tune, but funny. unused before now. Anyway, total tangent. But back to what we're talking about now. Gray is for the hours you sleep. You must sleep. Please get enough sleep. It's important <laughs> for your life. Um, but those things you do, you need to record that too, and that's in gray. And we're not going to tell you to adjust your sleep, so don't worry about that. Just sleep as much as you feel like you need to sleep. All right. Anything, Valerie, that I missed on that or anything you want to add to color coding or activities that should go in a certain category? No. I have to say, I think at the beginning when you exposed me to this, Mm -hmm. I did it just to have a visual. I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. Of If I was wasting my time or if I was doing, I have to say, 10 years later, I don't really, I'm not as anal retentive mm-hmm. about it. So mm-hmm. I almost have my, I mean, I kind of have an idea of like, I know my mornings need to do a certain thing, my yeah. afternoons a certain things. But I think as a new agent, yes, I would say it's so easy yeah. to lose yourself in spinning your wheels and then it might make you hate the job because you're like, I'm working 24 seven. I don't get any sales. So I remember thinking, okay, because I'm wasting my time. I'm too much on yellow or whatever, not on green. Mm-hmm. So yes, visually, I think it's a great to start. Some people like you are more kind of committed to it. Mm-hmm. So you keep doing it. I adjust it for what works.
works for me. Well, but you've assimilated it, is what that Correct. means. So you right. did I it. I made it my own. What is it that says that? Make your own. I can't um, remember. But yeah. I made it my own. Right. And now you use it and you know what you needed to be focused on to right. take your career to where you wanted it to be. So that's, that's right. perfect. It's interesting that you say you were talking about the visual piece of it. I just started listening to this audiobook called The Brain Audit. Really, really interesting. And it talks about basically the psychology of sales, but not in like a slimy salesy way. It's why consumers make the decisions they make. And it begins by talking about how the brain processes information. And um, one of the points he makes is the brain is a visual processor. It's not an audio processor. It's a visual processor. So that's one reason that when we speak to people and try to create a visual image verbally, it has so much more resonance than when you're just explaining something in a in a non you know visually compelling way. So so interesting. So hopefully this is working for you, creating a visual image of your of your time blocking. Now now that you have to- color coded all of your day by day, hour by hour activities, it's time to assess your time usage. So you should be able to kind of take a look and quickly identify the areas in which you might need more balance. First, look specifically at your green and blue areas. So those are your business activities. Are you spending more than half your business time on non-revenue producing activities? If so, that needs an adjustment. And that could be that wheel spinning that Valerie was just referring to that you feel like, well, I'm, I'm doing all this work, building my website and making my marketing pieces and sending out letters. Why am I not getting the revenue? That's because you're spending too much time on non-revenue producing activities. So if that is the, the case, set a goal to shift that balance so that you're spending more and more time on revenue producing activities. You wanna aim for about 80% of your time, your business time to be spent on revenue producing activities and thereby closing more business. And the reason I say to set a goal to shift, don't do a cold turkey thing here because you won't stick to it. Add a half an hour here, a half an hour there, even if it's 15 minutes each day, and then increase, increase, increase. It's kind of like exercise. You know, the more you weight you lift each day, if you go right to a 200 pound barbell, you're gonna break your back. But if you move up by 10 pound increments each time you work out or each week, you're going to get to that 200-pound barbell, but you got to work up to it. And also, you know, like revenue um, activities could be like the craziest things. Like to me, walking my dog. Yes. I'm not even kidding you. Yesterday, I saw like two clients walking my dog. So that's a revenue. As a joke, I was saying, I have to give them commission on two this year <laughs> where they have seen me and they're like, hey, my parents want to, their kids are petting my dog. Or, yes. So you have to almost kind of see it more vague than, right. oh, I'm like sitting at a desk, punching numbers. Yes, or, open your mind to all correct, of the opportunities right. that you can present. Right, and so right. much of that, like you just said, is just getting out, of, get off your chair, get right. out of your house and go interact with people. I mean, right. that's that's a huge part of what we do to Right, or you work out and you do Zumba. Maybe those Zumba people are your kind of sphere. Right. So you're, even though that's something that's for you, right. you're still kind of right. business generating right. in a weird kind of way. But so. the other piece on that is, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's a good one, is when you go into the gym in the morning, like back when I used to go in and, and wait at Orange Theory for right. my, if I had my head buried in my phone the whole time and I was like closed off to everybody... I would have never generated one lead. And my purpose of going to the gym was to get fit, not to generate leads. Right. But I pick my head up. I speak to people. I make eye contact. I ask how they're doing. And that's how you make those connections that bring you leads. You need to be open to it. The same way with you. If you had your head down or your AirPods in and was walking Oshi the whole time like that and were cut off to interacting, you wouldn't have have gotten those leads. So, yeah. 
Um, so the other thing is, the next part is you want to compare your green and blue areas to your yellow and purple areas. So look to see, are you spending more than half your time in green and blue? Remember, green and blue are your business activities. If you're spending more than half your time in green and blue, you probably need to examine your live-work balance. And as we said, it is very easy to quickly go down that slippery path to spending more and more time. Because when you are a real estate agent and you're good at it and you like it, you want to do it. And yeah, and you want to. Yeah. And you feel needed and people are reaching out to you and you're succeeding. But you will also burn out if you do that. You'll also ruin every personal relationship that you have. So you really do need to make sure. And you're going to become unhealthy yourself. You need to make sure that you are creating a live-work balance in some way. And that's one reason that, like, with the, the silly piano playing, for example, you know, I go and I, I usually play for, like, 15 minutes a day. That's it. But <laughs> I will go home sometimes and I'll be like, okay, I could either go and finish this piece of work that I have to do or I could turn off for a second and go sit in front of the piano. Right. And I'll go do that and that like refocuses my mind and then enables me, I think, to be more productive when I sit back down to do work after I'm finished with my 15 minutes. And you know what? I feel it's important that while you're doing the piano, you don't feel guilty about the piano. Oh my gosh, not for a second. Like, it's weird. Like, sometimes, especially the way real estate is, like, it could be 10 o'clock, you go see your kids in a show at yes, school. Then yes. at 12, you're showing a house. Yep. Then suddenly you're going to write an offer. So first, you have to be super flexible. And mm-hmm. second, because it happens at spur of the moment mm-hmm. that when you do have, and I just want to sit with my HGTV magazine and read it, yeah. even at 4 o'clock when other people are working, that's what I always found weird. Like, my husband's working 9 to 5, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm home with my magazine. I'm like, yes, because at 9 o'clock, I'm going to be writing an offer. I always so say that. You know. I always say that. So, and this is something that you know about me. Not everybody does, but I spend my mornings working out. So, I go for a run in the morning. I go out the door by about 7.30, 7.45, and I come home, and I do about an hour workout now in front of the TV at home since the gym is... Right. You have to wear a mask in the gym, and I'm just not going to do that. So, I... Um, I spend about an hour and a half in the morning working out. Now, those are hours that most people are either gearing up for work or working. I do not feel guilty for one second about it because I know I'm going to work until 11 o'clock at night and all weekend. So I need to have that time for my own physical and mental health to put back into myself again so I can be productive. And speaking about the time with your kids for a second, again, this is off on a little bit of a tangent, but I think so important. I just had this conversation, that new agent that I mentioned. So he's a dad. And we were talking about the fact that bringing on this layer of a new education and a new career is going to be time-consuming for him. And he has, I think, an eight-year-old, so um, who he really likes to spend time with, of course, as much as he can. And I said, you know, I'm going to tell you a little secret I didn't really know. So speaking to the parents out there is, and you know, people will tell you this all the time, but it doesn't feel like it so much when you're a parent and you feel like your time is being pulled away from your children. It really is the quality of that time, not the quantity of that time. I remember so vividly when my kids were little and I'd have the phone next to me and I would say I was playing Uno with them or something like that. And the phone would ring and they go, don't pick it up, don't pick it up, don't pick it up. Because they were so worried I was going to have my attention taken from them. And if I saw it, I would glance over and I would be tempted to pick it up. Now what I do... So we've graduated from Uno. We played Marissa and I play Gin Rummy, my twelve year old. So I put I, I actually I would play Uno too sometimes, but I put the phone away entirely. And I don't right. even have it there with me. And if I can be purely so focused on her time. and we play the whoever gets five hundred first or whatever, she's thrilled with that. Then she's good to go and I feel good too. 
and then I can go deal with whatever popped up on the phone when I get done. Do you do you agree with that? Do you think totally. that's yeah. yes, yes? And you know what's funny, um, Donald, Donald's my husband. He had said that um, I wanted Jackson to do something, and it was like nine thirty at night. I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't have that updated? Just log in and do it. And Donald turns around, and he's like, not everybody works like you. Like oh. he's been in school nine to five. Like, to me, I was like, why would you wait till tomorrow? Right. Like, go and update it as soon as possible. You know what I mean? Like, I can start an uh, offer at 10 o'clock at night. Right. And I'm totally fine with that. Don't resign it. Send it. Next morning, I have it. So, it was so weird that he said that because I was like, yeah, no, they don't want to deal with that because they've been doing stuff all day. So, they are in that mode. We mm-hmm. had little gaps that they didn't have. So I thought that was so right. interesting because if you're a new agent, whoever you're with, your family, your yeah. parents, whatever, they need to adjust or you need to. It's weird. It's it like is. a different. Different mentality. Correct. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And different schedule. It's yeah. kind of funny. So I was so outraged. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So you did it the next day. Oh, and I was like, funny. oh, I got it. But that's interesting. Yeah. It you're... hadn't dawned on me at all. I'm like, right. it's only 930. Just go write a whole document. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How long could it take? Yeah. But right. You're right. But I think you've heard from both of us. Now, for those of you listening, saying that we have found little pockets of time to create that live-work balance, but it wasn't immediate. I mean, this, I think, took both of us some years to learn, and neither of us learned right away to do this time-blocking piece that we're teaching you guys today. So hopefully this will help you figure out how to time-block and to avoid that burnout that can be devastating to anybody's career. So number four is identify opportunities to delegate. So those delegation tasks are going to really help you create your live-work balance. And once you get to a certain level of productivity, you cannot maintain that productivity unless you bring on an assistant or some buyer's agents or sometimes a listing specialist to delegate some of those tasks to. Uh, There's just no way that you can be in front of your clients all the time, which is where you need to be when you're a rainmaker in order to continue to be productive and to grow. So the last piece of this, and this is number four on the list, is to review your activities and find those that you could delegate to someone else. Now, for those of us who are the D-type personalities, if you've done that DISC assessment, if not, go to our show notes or go to our website to find out how you can do that. Uh, We also call those sometimes the type A personalities. It can be really, really difficult to delegate because... It's just easier for us to do it ourselves most of the time. And we know we're going to do it fast and we know we're going to do it right. However, those delegatable activities are costing you money because they're costing you time. They're also costing you the ability for growth. So take a second to make note of what those delegatable activities are. So some of the first things that I delegated, for example, were designing my marketing materials. I found a marketing designer who could do that quickly, reliably, cheaply, much better than I could. This was before I even had an assistant. Taking property photos, that was kind of a no-brainer, but it was something, you know, at first I took my own photos, and not only did that take time, they weren't the best photos. I'm not a professional photographer. So those sorts of things you want to think about. But some things in your personal life, too, like finding carpools for kids. So Valerie and I both had very active swimmers. Oh, yeah. And my gosh, those early mornings and runs back and forth to practice, like, I don't, we couldn't have done that and worked if we didn't have spouses, first of all, who could have helped out and also great neighbors who also had kids who were swimmers with whom we could carpool. So you've got to figure out how to delegate, even if it's, you know, carpooling with the kids, 
Um, anything that you can do, getting somebody to help you put your signs up and take them down again. A spouse is a great one if you have one who can do that for you. Um, and sometimes your kids can help with things. I remember at the very beginning of my career when I would do mailings, I'd be like, here's a roll of stamp. Oh, I'm yeah. going to give you five bucks for doing you know, all this pile. And they were like thrilled with that. So delegate to your kids. Make them part of your business. And as you move along, again, a social media expert, an assistant to help you with paperwork, a listing prep specialist or a post-contract task uh, admin can really help you delegate. Anything else you can think of, Valerie, that should be delegated? And you know, I'm actually type B, <laughs> but I'm type B control freak <laughs> on my stuff, and I enjoy it. I enjoy doing my own things. Yeah. So um, what I try to do instead of delegate is be smarter in the, like if I'm not busy now, but I have a listing that's closing in 45 days, I'm already doing the templates mm. for that. So even though... If I'm delegating to myself, like right now, you know, I have time, so I'm yes. going to go ahead and have it set up. So you're not procrastinating, which is Correct. so important, which is, I think, something the time blocking probably helped you figure out you needed to do. Right. So awesome. that time when I have, right, if I have time where I don't have to do anything with the kids or anything work-related, I'm yes. like, this is a good time to plan because I know the brochures are coming. I know this is coming. Yes. So I literally, before the pictures, I've already pre-done, like you do the same, all yes. these things so I can just plug in. Right. Right. So. And that's also a really important thing. And maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. And you kind of mentioned it when you were like, just go do the document at 930 at night. Right. But I always am like, I'm going to do, if there's a quick little admin thing I can do tonight, I don't know what's going to be on my plate tomorrow. Exactly. So I'd rather just, and you don't, and real estate is unpredictable. With real estate, you never know. You right. get dressed for showing and they love it. Your whole weekend is right. completely changed. Right. And which is part of what makes it so much fun because it's mm-hmm. different every time and every day something new can happen like that. So when you've identified those things that you can delegate, place a little asterisk next to them and just kind of keep them in mind. Now, you might not be ready to delegate right now, but you should continue as you time block throughout your career to keep an eye on the things you can delegate and think about what categories those things fall into. So if it's post-contract tasks or the majority of your delegatable activities, or if it's you know posting on social media or designing your marketing materials, Keep in mind that you want to keep an eye out for somebody to whom you can delegate those activities. So the goal of time blocking is, again, to avoid the ebbs and flows of the business that most agents experience by creating a sustainable schedule and that live-work balance that focuses on lead generation and allows you to spend the majority of your time working in your business. So we're going to talk for a second about the two hours of every single day of your time that should be spent on the number one most important activity, which is lead generating. So what you want to do, what we want you to do is schedule those lead generating hours as appointments. And remember, this is like one of my favorite phrases. If you erase, you must replace. If you erase, you must replace. So say that, and you want to schedule these lead generating hours for the times of your day that you feel most productive. So if you are like at your best at 10 a.m., do it at 10 a.m. If you're at your best at 5 p.m., do it at 5 p.m. And do it at times that people will want to take phone calls from you. That's another important piece of this. But again, this is that 80% of your time. So if, to take your example, Valerie, you've got your lead generation hours set from 10 to 12 tomorrow, and your client who is looking for that house that the minute they find it is you know going to write on it, They want to see that house that just popped up tonight, tomorrow at 10 a.m. You're like, well, that was my lead generating activities. 
So you've either got to tag two hours on to tomorrow or stick those two hours somewhere else. You can't go, oh, yes, I get to erase those. Because guess what happens then? This is when your pipeline dries up. Because now you're like, oh, yes, I'm busy. busy. Yes. Well, you're excited, you're busy, enjoying it. Yes. But honestly, I feel like the theme from Jaws is behind me. (laughs) Like, I'm so busy, but I'm like, who's going to be next? Like, I don't have time to find my next people. (laughs) So I have that anxiety that I'm like, yay, I'm so busy. But I'm like, darn it, I don't have time to. (laughs) So it is really, it's it's a good problem to have, but it's hard. Yeah. You're creating such a good visual image for me right now. I think I might have to give you a side job. Yes, but you're exactly right. And that is like the pressure that breathes down the throat yes. of most agents, but you can totally avoid it just by maintaining that focus on lead generating, by scheduling it like it is an appointment that you cannot erase. And wow. if you absolutely have to because something else comes up, you've got to replace it. So what I want you to do next is begin delegating at least one task that can be as effectively or almost as effectively handled by someone else. So just pick one and see how that begins to create that live-work balance so that you can begin to enjoy the fruits of your labor even more than you already are. We would love to see how you are time blocking and to answer any questions you have as you begin time blocking. So go to our website at therealestaterainmakers.com and send us a message or send us a picture. Maybe I will do what Valerie said and put a, a photo yeah, of my planner. my planner on there. Um, but yeah, I would love to see what you guys are using. So take a quick snapshot of your color-coded time blocking, of your planner, of your phone, your computer, whatever it is you're using. I'd love to see it and how it's working for you. And if you have questions for us, we're happy to answer them. So our next episode is going to be discussing goal setting, which is an essential component to stay focused on productivity and achievement to help you grow your business. Goal setting is something that we do regularly on our team, and we do a big goal setting once a year that really refocuses and I think inspires and energizes all of us as we head into each new year. So as always, thank you for listening. Please make sure you head to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and check and out... And a birthday wish. And a birthday wish for Valerie. That's right. And oh, we're going to say how old, but yes. Super young. 29 eternally. <laughs> right, 29 forever. <laughs> and go to therealestaterainmakers.com for access to all of the resources and tools that we mention on the show. Thank you for listening. From Meredith Fogel. Valerie Hernan. I'll see you next time. This has been So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. We are so grateful you joined us today on So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you're still not sure real estate is the right career for you, tune in to our next episodes. If you're more sure than ever, tune in to future episodes for more tips, tools, and insider secrets that will help you launch into productive action and achieve quick success. Just a reminder that we love reviews. Please let us know what you like best about this podcast, what we could do better, ask us questions, or send us show ideas. Check out our show notes page for our contact info or visit our website, therealestaterainmakers.com for access to the tools, tips, systems, and other great resources we mentioned on the show. I'm Meredith Fogel. And Valerie Hernan. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.